Blog Talk Radio. Quiet, please. Welcome to Rex Sykes Movie Beat, conversations with filmmakers where we discuss everything film and television. Here on Movie Beat, you'll learn what to do and what not to do when it comes to making movies and TV. We will talk to everyone behind the scenes and in front of the camera, and I'll provide you with the guests and the information you're going to want to have, whether you're a filmmaker or a fan. And so now let's move behind the scenes here at Movie Beat. My guests today are actors Eddie and Michael Spears. They're going to be coming up in just a moment, so please stay tuned and uh, and uh, know that right now the chat room is open, so if you're listening live, you can join us in the chat room. The official website is rexsikes.com. That's the official web URL of Rex Sykes Movie Beat. I'm your host, and all of these interviews are available through RexSykes.com at the Interviews blog. You can listen live right there. You go to the biography page of the guest, and you click on the link that says to listen, and you click on it, and uh, it'll take you to the player, and you can listen to the interview right from RexSykes.com. Or know as well that all of these interviews are archived right there, too. There's over 330-some interviews more uh, with professional filmmakers there at RexSykes.com, and you can go back to the archives. Today we're going to talk to Eddie and Michael about Yellow Rock and other parts of their career, other other parts that they've been in and other movies that they've been in. But Yellow Rock is a movie we talked about recently with Lenore Andriel and Steve Doucette, producers, co-writers, and uh, Lenore also starred with uh, Eddie and Michael as well as Michael Bean and James Russo in the movie Yellow Rock. So we're going to continue that discussion. And uh, you might, if you haven't already heard their interview, go back and listen to Lenore and Steve talk about it, as well as any of the other interviews. Now, all we ask of you is that you uh, share these interviews. You know, share the URL. Uh, post it on your Facebook wall. Tweet about it. Well, during the interview, while you're listening, you can live tweet and make comments about what my guests have said. And also leave comments at the player, both live or archived. Now, all of these interviews are also available as podcasts from the iTunes store, so you can go and subscribe and never, ever miss one of these interviews. Of course, they'll all be archived. You won't be able to join us in the chat room, but they are available to you. So please do that, and when you do, also rate and review the shows. All right, I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, Michael and Eddie, and then we'll bring them on. Eddie and Michael Spears, actors, Native Americans, have had careers in movies since they were younger, youngsters. Eddie Spears has been in the spotlight since age 10, starring with his first role, or starting with his first role in the Turner production of Geronimo. The Witness, Through the Window, and Somebody Said Pow Wow. Michael Spears' role in Dances with Wolves as Otter catapulted him into the world of film, music, and public speaking. Before the age of 17, uh, Michael had the privilege to learn from and work with many great actors such as Jimmy Smits and Kim Delaney in ABC's production of The Broken Chord, uh, which Michael played the role of Adam, a child born with fetal alcohol syndrome. And numerous other productions both continue to work all of the time. Eddie's most recent credits include the AMC series Hell on Wheels, Guns and Girls and Gambling, The Legend of Hell's Gate, 
the HBO ser- miniseries uh, My Heart at Wounded Knee, Comanche Moon, and the TNT Spielberg uh, miniseries Into the West and Rick Schroeder's directorial debut, debut, debut sorry, Black Cloud. Michael has appeared in The Broken Chain, Lakota Women's Skins, Into the West, the TNT Spielberg miniseries, Legends of Hells, and both brothers have appeared in uh, Gates, Guns, and Gate Guns and Girls, and Gambling, and Into the West, the TNT special, and or miniseries, and recently Yellow Rock, uh, produced by co-star Lenore Andriel and uh, Stephen Doucette. And again, starring Michael Bean and James Russo. Eddie plays Angry Wolf, and Michael plays Broken Wing. Um, because of the strong sense of traditional values, Eddie works closely as a mentor with youth in his home area of South Dakota. And when Michael is not filming around stage, he travels as a celebrity speaker, covering topics that inspire and educate. And we've got one of the brothers here. Both were there a moment ago, but I believe we still have Michael. Michael, is that, is that you? It's yours. We're, we're both Pardon sitting here, actually. Oh, you're both there together on one phone? <laughs> yes. Morning. Good morning. Well, if you could, if 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 you don't mind calling in on a separate phone, that'd be great. Uh, that way, you you're not on speakerphone, are you? No. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's just begin and and we'll go from there. Uh, it's exciting to have you here. I'm very pleased that uh, you're with us this morning. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we had a really fascinating, I thought, fascinating conversation with uh, Lenore and Steve the other day about Yellow Rock. But let me ask you, who, who, who is this that I'm speaking to right now? Is this Michael? Yes, this is Michael. Michael, how did you get started in acting? Okay, well, it's, uh, many moons ago, I did, okay. a film called Dan- I did a film called Dances with Wolves. Uh, my my uh, actorial debut was, was Otter in that film. Um, that was uh-huh. filmed all in, in South Dakota. Uh, it took my dad... Uh, about a week or two to, to talk me into uh, going down and trying out. Uh, they had an open casting call in the Stanley County Fairgrounds, um, and then I I went down, rode rode an old nag around a barrel, and and I landed the role of Otter. Wow, that's very cool, very very cool. And Eddie, what about you? What made you get into acting? Was it uh, your brother that encouraged you? Yeah, it was. They were uh, he's been acting for a while, and they been watching and they called him for a part in a TNT movie called Geronimo and he was uh, he was too big for the role and so they asked me to audition so I auditioned in my living room and they called back and and I uh, flew down to Tucson, Arizona and auditioned for the director and they ended up getting the role and we shot that was the summer of fourth grade and it came out in my fifth grade year and I remember them showing it to my whole entire elementary school and I never being so embarrassed because I had to commit suicide and cry and go rip up a garden and all this stuff and like I remember the uh, being catapulted into the into the entertainment business was kind of a little different for me at that young age but uh, all my friends would look at me and never ever let me live it down you know every time I'd get mad or something or they'd say I'll go rip up your garden and different things like that but I you know I've loved it ever since you know I've been doing a couple projects here and there but that was my very, very first film. It was Geronimo, a TNT movie. Wow, well, that's that's awesome, awesome. And we got a lot of people in the chat room, and so if the people in the chat room have questions, we'll we'll try to uh, ask those as well. Uh, well, uh, now uh, both of you are Lakota Sioux. Is, uh, could you tell us about your heritage? I sure can. Uh, this is Michael. 
Malakota, we are both Sichangu Lakota. Um, the word Su is actually a French perversion of a word our enemies used to call us. I apologize. Little snakes in the grass. Well, well nobody really knows that. Well, it's so good I to know now. I just want to make it clear. Um, yeah, well, you know, the the long word was we know Nadawi Su, which was called to us by the Ojibwe. Chippewa or Anishinaabe people during the French and Indian War, and the uh, the French couldn't say the whole word, so they shortened it down to Sioux, and it stuck. But yeah, we are, I am a Malakota from Lower Blue in Central Missouri River, surrounded by South Dakota. Wow! Wow! Um, so now you're both in the film Yellow Rock. We were talking about that. How did you, how did you, Michael, find out about Yellow Rock, and and and, and what attracted you to the role of Broken Wing? Um, Yellow Rock. I, you know, I I went through a pretty uh, standard audition process, but uh, we had gotten a call earlier from uh, Lenore, and uh, had the script sent to us, and I I had read it. And, uh, you know, I, I liked the role of Broken Wing and uh, talked a little bit with my agent. At the time, Eddie was on location filming Hell on Wheels, and uh, I flew out ahead of him and uh, kind of uh, got the feel for the project, and uh, away we went. Uh, that's, that's very cool. I'm going to ask Eddie the same question, but, Eddie, you're one of the stars of the hit show Hell on Wheels and, and congratulations by the way. How did that how did that come to be? Well thank you very much. Just the same just the auditioning process. You know, we uh, had heard about it and wanted you know wanted to be a part of the series. It's the same with uh with Yellow Rock. You know, I read the script and uh and I like the story, you know, of, of what Angry Wolf was and you know and the, and when I actually showed up to Yellow Rock, um the script had changed a little bit and and uh, I liked it even more because my my character had become, uh, you know, a spirit, an entity, and I never, I've never had a chance to play that before. So I was excited to dig in. Oh, you know, it was cool. actually the the first the first I'd had long hair my whole life until uh, Hell on Wheels for the character I had to cut my hair off. And uh, Yellow Rock was the first movie I ever had to wear a wig in. Oh wow! <laughs> As extensions, yeah, it was crazy. But it was a great piece. You know, I, I always. Everybody was had a good heart about it, and you know when I when I had talked to Lenore and uh, and Nick and everybody about the piece, you could tell that their heart was into it. So that's what kind of what attracted me that everybody was ready and willing to do a good piece. Well, you know your character Angry Wolf, as you said, becomes one of the wolves, and 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 that is a, a great touch of mystic and mysterious. Did you like the fact that uh, he's so powerful? Yeah, I did. You know, him to be a shapeshifter and a protector of his people and uh, and of the land and and the things like that. It was it was an honor. So, did you get to work with the wolves, or, or did you see them on set? Yeah, you see them on set, but they're uh, they had their trainers and stuff and everything. It was uh, just everybody was safe and everything, you know. But you watch them from a distance, you know. They're a very powerful animal and very very. They have such a huge presence. So, uh, and, and again, I'm going to come back, Eddie, but in a second, I just understand that, Michael, you also served as the uh, Native American consultant on the set for Yellow Rock. 
what were what were some of the aspects that that you brought to this film to to add you know authenticity for for the fictitious Black Paw tribe? Okay, yeah. Well, a lot of people on the set in the show cast and crew wore a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to the show and uh, knew some of the uh, set designers and some of the stunt people and things already and uh, developed a dialogue with some of the uh, producers and everybody. And then I'd seen what type of uh, regalia or costumage or whatever that some of the other actors were wearing, and I had made some comments. And then, uh, you know, everything kind of blew up from there, and all of a sudden I was the Native American consultant. And uh, I loved doing it, um, being that I, you know, I grew up in Lower Brule, and I'm pretty close to my culture. I had a lot of fun going around the set and and uh, thinking through things and making sure that they were culturally accurate. And I had a lot of fun with the other actors being able to uh, pick some of the costumes and uh, help with some of the dialogue in the script and also with some of the set decor. Oh, very, 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 very cool. Now, Yellow Rock is not, and by the way, I should say that if if the listeners haven't, if they don't know yet, uh, the website is yellowrockmovie.com. It's yellowrockmovie.com. And yes. you guys are on Facebook, it's Spirit, and uh, as well, you have your own site. Let me see if I can find it. But otherwise, I just ask you to. To uh, uh, it is uh, on Facebook is Spears Brothers Fans. It's all one word: Spears Brothers Fans. And, yeah, uh, we use SBF. Is the acronym yeah. that we use? <laughs> That's right. And as well as Spears Spears Brothers Fans dot webs dot com. So that's uh, your official website, right? Spears Brothers Fans dot web yes, dot com. Run by a good friend of ours named Elizabeth. All right. Very cool. Very cool. Well I just wanted to make sure that we got that out there. You're also on Twitter and different things. We'll talk about that in just a second. But Yellow Rock is not your typical cowboy and Indian Western. Uh rather it's got a profound Native American message. Now uh it's being wonderfully received. How do you feel about the fact that people are embracing the message of this film? I feel great about it. You know, when I when we ended the movie, we didn't know which way it was kind of going to go. And uh, once it got finished and received such a an overwhelming positive greeting from the audience at our first showing that I agreed to uh, continue and, and help with uh, promoting it and help uh, uh, with some of the venues and try to uh, get this picture sold. Very cool. Very cool. I'm going to change the subject for a second and come back and ask Eddie about uh, Hell on Wheels, and then we'll come back and we'll return to Yellow Rock. Uh, but you're, how do you feel about your character, Joseph Black Moon, on, on Hell on Wheels, and how is, how is it being part of that, that hit show? I'm honored to be a part of this show. You know, it's been a it's been a great great go since the first season. You know, the character just gets more interesting. But he, you know, Joseph lives a lot of battles. Um, he, uh, you know, has to do with the diversity of living in you know in a town full of people where he knows nothing about them, and and I think that's why he 
he takes on the the responsibility of learning kind of who his enemies are and where he comes from and you know and what kind of what who these people are and he wants to know know how they pray and wants to know you know what they believe in and how and how they how they live their lives so he moves into this town and ends up uh being taken in by a family which is the Reverend Cole and then all the different things that go with that with living you know, with being native american and, and living in a town where times they're not so uh you know, receptive to Native Americans. So it's been a it's been a good battle. Everybody is uh you know, they they've been more than open to uh the native culture. Um people on the the, the cast and crew are are it's brilliant to work with such a, a cast and crew, you know, everybody's got their whole heart into it. That is so cool. That that is awesome. What is the difference, Eddie? Between working on a set like you know Helen Wheels or Into the West compared with doing an, you know independent films, you know um, you've done you know that are also have been successful. Are, are there similarities that that uh, uh, between the two? Uh, there is when it comes to cast and crew. You know everybody. You know of course you know the budget's the huge difference, but uh, people when it goes from doing a big you know studio piece or a big network piece to doing independent. It's it's just how the uh, it's just mainly the money that people have, you know. But from going from AMC down to Yellow Rock, well, it wasn't much difference, you know, because they are both period pieces, and um, you know the characters are are totally different. But that was about the only thing, you know. Well, but I mean that's very cool. I mean, you know that uh, you can feel at home on both, you know, or comfortable working in both. So, Michael, for you too. I mean, you've done a lot of different movies, and and your first, you know, movie out was Otter in, in Dances with Wolves. And so I ask you the same question. You know, uh, being on a production like Dances with Wolves to, you know, smaller independent movies, or larger, you know, other things that you've done, or the TNT series and things. Uh, the the difference for me. Um, like Eddie had said, uh, some 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 of the, the financial and budget aspects. But uh, as far as working with the people, cast and crew, everyone you know has a job. It's like a big cog in a factory. But working on Dances with Wolves and and Yellow Rock were had their similarities and their differences. In that, uh, you know, I, I got to work for 108 days on principal photography for dances. And then Yellow Rock, you know, we made we were on location for under two weeks. Now, um, work, being able to work with Kevin Costner, Dean Semler, um, Graham Greene, some of them other actors was was wonderful, and being able to uh, portray the Lakota people and be able to speak my own language accurately and with uh, all the integrity and care that they took with the script and the story and Dances with Wolves, and then Yellow Rock. On the other hand, with the Black Paw tribe, was a, a fictitious tribe, and so we pretty much based a lot of the Native American aspects off of the Lakota people. This uh-huh. means that Eddie and I and Zahn are Lakota. Um, other than that, it's making a movie, lots of fun, love the people, love the work. Did, did, did somebody in the in the chat room actually asked this, saying, you know, if the if the uh, the tribe was fictitious, were they speaking the Lakota language? Is that the language that that you brought to the to the to the film? I did bring 
I did bring some of my language in because uh just because that's who I am. Um I you know a lot of the set design and the costumes were uh Lakota. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to just bring that sense of uh, authenticity and that integrity to my role as well as help Eddie and some of the other characters uh speak Lakota. Yeah, one of the things that I noticed was that Lenore seemed to me, to my ear, my untrained ear, seemed to speak very well the phrases that she had to say on set. Did did you did you did you help her? Were you were you dialogue coach yes. for Lenore? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I helped a lot of people with the Lakota part of the dialogue. And then Azan McLarnan, he actually uh made up a language. And um uh, they had uh, spoken that language in, the line, in a scene or two already, and I had seen what he had written for me, and had just uh, on my own taken a step to rewrite my lines a little bit, just not feeling as comfortable saying something that I really didn't know what I was saying. But yet, you know, coming from an actor's standpoint, I could have done it, but I chose to speak Lakota and to be true to myself. So there is there is a, literally a, a made-up language in the movie as well as yes, the true Lakota language? Oh, that's very <laughs> fascinating. Very, very fascinating. Um, now, Yellow Rock, uh, you know, is, again, it's not, a, you know, a typical uh, cowboy and Indian movie, uh, but it, it is doing very well, and Westerns, are, you know, are hot again. Do you feel that, that as a result of this you might eat you know, yield even more work for both you and other Native American actors? Well, that's the hope in the end. It's always the hope <laughs> to get the more truth. work and to be able to <laughs> open some more doors for some more hopeful actors out there. Because for me, I started in the business when I was 11 uh-huh. and I got bit by the bug. And here I am today, um, just working a, a three, four projects a year if I'm lucky. Um, Eddie and I have had the wonderful chance of working together on Yellow Rock, uh, Guns, Girls, and Gambling, and Into the West as well, even though we went on the same location. But, uh, yeah, we love to work together whenever we can. We love to travel together on the Powell circuit. We have a drum group called Bear Canyon, which uh, we are going to be debuting here and uh, recording a CD. We're actually tying a drum today. You you tying a drum? Them. Yes, we are. We're making a traditional power drum. Oh, how cool! How cool! I, I know nothing of that, so <laughs> you know. Uh, excuse my. Um, is that how do you do that? I mean, is it made with skin or or? Yeah, wood, it's wood? actually a, uh, made out of wood, just like most drums are, and. Uh, we have uh, a horse hide, actually, that we're using. Oh, very cool. It's already been uh, scraped and cured and everything. And my my grandpa, who passed away a few quite a few years ago, had uh, once told me about uh, the tone of a horse hide and had asked me one time to make a drum like that. And so Eddie and I are doing that today. Oh, very cool. 
Very cool. So I have a couple questions from the chat room, and then I have some other questions for you. But but one person, Jake, asked in the chat room, he said, you, were you trained in, in Lakota or Native American martial arts or or stage fighting? I mean, when you, when it comes to doing, um, you know, I, and I'm going to ask the question, too, because I know that uh, you did some of your own stunts and stuff. Um, what... Uh, well, is, um, being in Lakota... We have our own, I guess you can say, martial arts, uh-huh. but it is uh, includes horseback riding, archery, yanka uh, bimini, which is a, a handheld weapon, which uh, is taught to, to younger kids um, to be a man as a rite of passage. Um, in Yellow Rock, I did get to do a lot of my own stunts, but I've had training in taekwondo, kickboxing, boxing, wrestling, and uh, a little bit of MMA. Wow, wow. Sounds formidable. <laughs> I, I, love, I love to work out. Well, that's cool. I love that's, to have fun. That's awesome. Now, Eddie, um, the the filmmakers in Yellow Rock had to have Native Americans that can actually ride horses. How how long have you been riding? Oh, since, since I could get on a horse, I think. Um, my family grew up around horses. We've... Uh, We've always been around them, you know, and it's that's one of the fun parts of of getting to do a western is get to do all the fun horseback riding, you know. So you know, and Lenore and, and Steve and I talked about this. Uh, there were scenes with the the cowboys as well as the the Native Americans, you know, where they're all on horseback, you know, and they have to be framed and they have to be together and and things like that. Were there any mishaps with you and your horse while filming Yellow Rock? I love riding horse. This is Michael. No, we 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 got to ride around in our spare time and have a lot of fun with them. You know, they took a lot of care with uh, the wranglers and with the horses, so nobody got hurt and so nobody uh, was. Uh, throne or anything like that so when it was time to use the horses in a scene it was very professional and everyone uh, to my knowledge knew how to ride now, so uh, there was only a few scenes where we had to open up and, and ride full blast and wow. I had so much fun I love riding <laughs> horses yeah, no, that's cool. So, so Michael, yeah, you were 108 days on uh, Dancers with Wolves. I mean, that's nearly three and a half months. It sure is. Pardon me? Yeah, you know, that's kind of uh, an unprecedented length of time for any film, any feature-length film. You right. know, usually it's about 30 to 40 days. Right. But uh, Dancers being as epic as it was, um, you know, I, at the time... I was only 11 and didn't realize the scope or the magnitude of the project. But once it was finished and came out and I realized what all the hard work was for, and I got to see it up on the silver screen. Got bit that, had to be a, that had to be cool. That had to be cool. I mean, it was such a, a huge movie in scope when that came out. That's uh, just just very impressive. Now, I mean, you were a child actor, did they did they have to stunt double you in the movie at all? I had one stunt double. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he was his name was Kane Howell, mm-hmm. Norman Howell's son, and he actually did one scene for me where uh, the horse pulls me off backwards onto the ground and I break my arm. Uh, he got to uh, do that stunt as far as the riding by the horse, and uh, they had actually had a rope tied around him and onto the rain boom. It pulled him off backwards, and he landed onto a big pile of hay. But then uh-huh. I, had to, I jumped into the scene on a stepladder, actually, backwards and rolled into it. So, yeah, I got to be represented in one scene by a stunt guy. But now you're oh, now I, as an adult. Go, hello? Yeah, as an adult, I do all my own stunts now. You're doing your stunts. So you did your own stunts in Yellow Rock. What What is that yes, like? I did. Do you work with a um, stunt coordinator, or did you have to coordinate your own stunts, or what? Tell us about that. Uh, uh, both. You know, we worked uh, with the stunt coordinator and um, kind of uh, amongst ourselves as actors uh, got together a little bit and made some decisions on what we're going to do, which way we're going to fall, and, you know, who wants to hit who and who's going to kill who. Because, like, as Eddie said earlier, some of the aspects of the script had changed, and they change on the spot sometimes in a movie. And so we had to react kind of quickly to, uh, I don't know, make the movie. But uh, in the Yellow Rock, I got to jump on and off horses, get shot, have a fight scene. Um, there's even a scene where where it shows me singing and praying, and that was pretty fun as well. Any any incidents? Were there? I mean, were there any incidences on the set of, of Yellow Rock, or was everything handled safely? I mean, any there were no. I mean, you, you mentioned you didn't think that there were any issues with the horses. Were there any issues with stunts or? Hmm. You know, not that I can remember. Uh, every day was had its own challenges. You know, there was there's uh, a lot of things I could talk about behind the scenes, but yep. uh, you know, we we had so much fun in front of the camera, behind the camera, um, made a made our own little family. So we all still keep pretty close contact. You know, with a lot of films, you finish, and then you hard you never you know never talk to the people again really. But with Yellow Rock, we made a family. And so, you know, we stay in contact with Lenore and Steve and Nick and and uh, Zahn and I. We worked together quite a bit, actually. We did an um, episode on Longmire this year, and we do some live theater three times a year. And so we stay in contact via Facebook and all of the social media. Well, that, that's, that's, that's really, truly cool. I mean, it is neat when people come together and they bond and, and they can maintain that contact. And it's, it's oftentimes, I mean, it's amazing, I think, that how quickly, um, you know, again, I mean, within 14 days, 12 days of shooting, you know, you're able to forge fast and permanent friendships. And I, I personally think that's because movie making is such an incredibly, on the one hand, arduous, you know, uh, time-consuming, you know, scheduled thing that, you know, you're all in the same canoe, essentially, you know, paddling in the same direction. You're, you know, you're, you're, you know, working together to make a project that, that it's, it's truly in some ways unlike anything else, you know, when it comes to, to making friendships. So that's awesome. That's, that's, that's very awesome. So tell me this, since, since you, you brought it up, how was it to work with uh, your leading lady, Lenore? 
Andriel as Dr. Sarah. As Dr. Sarah. Go ahead, Eddie. I'll let you. Oh, I enjoyed it, and she's a, a great writer, a great actress. You know, we uh, only had a few scenes together, you know, but it was it's great, man. And she perceives she has a great presence, you know, on screen. I, and just the way she likes to digest everything, cut everything out about and be as accurate and, um, you know, to the culture and to the script. And, you know, it was an honor to, to have her as a friend and as a, you know, to get to act with her. That's very cool. Yeah, both but both of your characters, Broken Wing and Angry, Angry Wolf, seem to share a, a close bond with Dr. Sarah. And do you feel that this added to the heart of the film storyline since the three of you are in the middle of, of essentially two cultures that clash? For sure. Um, I related to Broken Wing right off. And, uh, you know, he is a helper to her. And uh-huh. in my culture, being Lakota, you know, we have helpers, and we also use Western medicine. You know, we we still use Western medicine as well as traditional medicines. So I related to the character in that aspect. But uh, Lenore, um, as Eddie said, she's just she's so sweet, and she's beautiful, and it really has an open heart and an open mind when it comes to the native peoples and their integrity. That's very cool. Any 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 insights from Angry Wolf's position? Um, you know that's what I, you know, she already had the the respect and an insight there for the character. I think when when I, when I read the script, and that's what kind of drew me to Angry Wolf. And then once we got down and finally started filming, it just things just evolved that way to where the, the common respect was there and the friendship and the, and the heart and drive for the project. Wow, wow, very cool. Now I understand. Uh, my information is that you were both given the choice about which role you'd like to portray in Yellow Rock. Did you uh, argue over who got to be Broken Wing or Angry Wolf, or was this an easy decision? It was a pretty easy. Yeah, decision. It, was, it was pretty easy decision. How did you decide? I mean, what what was it that drew you each to your respective roles? I think that once we read it, you know, and just how how yeah, for me as, as as Angry Wolf, you know, I I've always just been interested in, in in playing something that's you know a mythical character or even a a character or creature that I don't even know that it's me, you know, but to also to play the protector of the land, the protector of the people, and, and to be able to be a shapeshifter, and it, it was just it excited me. So you both started as young actors. Did did I mean have you did you have any training or do you have you trained since or is this just something that you kind of fell into and have continued on your own or have you studied acting or or, or what what's uh... um me and Michael as as an actor you know I I landed Dances with Wolves when I was in the fifth grade and uh-huh. I had no prior training. Or anything, and and uh, since dancers have had a lot of opportunities to work with people, actors, actresses, directors, cinematographers, whom I look up to and learn from on every project. So every project we do, um, I like to say OJT, you know, on the job training, uh-huh. and uh, also do some training on our own as actors, um, just to keep up with our craft. Um, in uh, 
role playing, um, staying active and seeing what's out there, keeping up to date with the movies and the theater and everything that's on TV. You know, it's it's uh, kind of an exciting trade to be a part of. No, oh, of, of course. Well, let me say that, that we're at the point where we need to take a, a break, a brief break right now. If you both hang tight for just a second, I've got a few announcements to make, and then uh, we'll be right back. I, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I know our listeners are, and I know there are other questions in the chat room, and I have many as well. So we'll be right back, okay? All right. All right, awesome. Everyone, you're listening to Rex Sykes Movie Beat. The official URL is rexsykes.com. It's R-E-X-S-I-K-E-S.com. And what uh, we ask of you is that you simply uh, share these interviews and these this website with your friends and your industry connections and continue to do so and leave comments at the player both during the show and after the show, whether you're listening live or archived. All of these interviews are archived at rexsykes.com in the interviews blog. They're also available as podcasts through the iTunes store. Everything is free. It is professionals talking to all of us about what professionals do and how they do it. It's secrets to success and and uh, golden nuggets and what to do and what not to do. And we're talking with Eddie and Michael Spears today about appearing in the movie uh, Yellow Rock and as Native American actors, uh, also about their career in, in other movies and TV shows. And so we'll be back with them in just a moment. Uh, let me give you some of the deets on them. I have... Uh, uh, Spears Bros Fans, S-P-E-A-R-S-B-R-O-S-F-A-N-S, at Twitter. Spears Brothers Fans, but the word brothers is abbreviated. Yellow Rock Movie at Twitter. Yellow Rock Movie at Twitter. And YellowRockMovie.com is the official URL for Yellow Rock, the feature film that uh, Eddie and Michael both appear in and, and that we are discussing today. Also, it is uh, Spears Brothers Fans on Facebook. Spears Brothers Fans on Facebook. Now, that happens to be uh, spelled all the way out. Spears Brothers and Fans on Facebook. And Spears Brothers Fans dot webs, W-E-B-S dot com. So Spears Brothers fans.webs.com. All right, now, I've got lots of other guests coming up. We're going to talk more with uh, the, the makers and cast and crew of Yellow Rock. I've got other people coming as well. I've got uh, Christopher Lockhart is coming back. Their recent movie is The Collection. He'll be back on the 11th. I've got uh, many more. I'm, I'm not going to go into them now, but many other uh, people before this year is over. So you're going to want to stay tuned to Rex Sykes Movie Beat. You can follow me on Facebook as well. Rex Sykes Movie Beat Friends is where you will learn a lot about who's up and coming and what shows we're doing. Uh, it's got a lot of information there because my official website is under construction. So I do put up the interviews, but a lot of the other content in the blogs has, has not been updated because the site is still uh, being worked on. So uh, uh, Rex Sykes Movie Beat on Facebook is a good place to find out. Rex Sykes Movie BT, Rex Sykes Movie BT on Facebook. I'm sorry, on Twitter. You can follow me there. And also that's another way to learn about my upcoming guests. So you're going to want to stay tuned. Serum, the movie, the movie I'm directing and producing, is going very well. We're still continuing to shoot the pilot, and uh, we're very excited about it. We've got a lot uh, a lot more to do, but a lot has been done. And so uh, you can follow Serum, the movie, 
on Facebook as well. That's S-E-R-U-M-T-H-E-M-O-V-I-E, the movie on Facebook. All right. Well, we're back with uh, Eddie and Michael Spears. I want to ask some questions here. Guys, there's some noise in the background. Gentlemen. There you go. There. Now we're quiet. All right. Excellent. So um, I have a couple questions from the chat room that I, I want to uh, ask you before we move on. And uh, one of them has to do with um, uh, Hell on Wheels. And that question was, Is uh, has there been a decision made in the third season of Hell on Wheels? Will Joseph return? Yes. As far as I know, Joseph will return. Well, that's going to make... Uh, people very very happy <laughs> to know that, and uh, we've lost one of you on the on the call. So if you would call back in, that would be fantastic. Um, the next question from the chat room is: um, Do you as do you brothers do you prefer period pieces or modern day uh, pieces, movies and TV? And there you're back. You know, we uh, love to work. <laughs> I love to be keep busy. Um, if I had a choice to do a period piece or a contemporary piece, it would definitely come down to the character and the writing. Um, uh-huh. But you know, I don't. I will always be available to to, to play a native. Um, you know that that was kind of my bread and butter in the beginning, and and you know I love being able to represent peoples from all over the world, native, non-native. Um, as accurately as I can, and I'll continue to wear a bow and arrow and a loincloth as long as they want to make movies about it. <laughs> All right. So you're not you you don't have a loincloth on right now, and you're not carrying a bow and arrow. Is is that is that what we're led to believe? Oh yeah, I, I have a loincloth on right now, and I have a spear, and I just killed a woolly mammoth. All right. That's great. <laughs> I'm at the I'm at the uh, the Museum of the Rockies here. And, oh, um, that's so! Oh, that's awesome! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, you, you, here's here's a question: Would you both like to reprise your roles in a sequel, you know, or a prequel to Yellow Rock? Since you, you know fans are asking uh, about that a lot. Yeah, I would definitely <laughs> tell the backstory, or you know, keep working. We had talked with Lenore and Steve and Nick about ideas um, even before any of this talk had started. So we were excited prior to the movie even being done about a sequel, a prequel, a a part one and a half, or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) That's very cool. Yeah, I'm definitely for it. I'm for it. Well, and and in keeping... I'd like to see the series. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that would be very cool. I, I think in keeping with the idea, you know, of Enlightenment films and their mission in terms of of, of, of bringing uh, message-based films and films like Yellow Rock to uh, to the audiences, I think that uh, a prequel or sequel or a series uh, would be a very uh, interesting road and a very very cool road to uh, to travel. And uh, for I sure, hope that, I hope that that happens for all of you that are involved. Um, you know, you guys are brothers and 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 Native Americans, and and I don't know the size of the Native American community in terms of actors, you know. But you've worked together in 
uh, uh, some projects, you know, and in other projects you've you've worked separately. Are, are you ever up for both? This, are you ever both up for the same role? And if if that's the case, how do you guys handle that? Yes, we are. You know, and a lot of times we just uh, we just help each other with the audition, and you know, and take the insight, um, you know, and give each other the best advice we can. Um, sometimes we're not even in the same place, so we don't we don't get the opportunity to to audition with each other. But when we when we are around each other, then we you know we, we both try to help to see. Because there's been times when either one of us have got a role, and and one of us hasn't got casted, so we'll, we'll just keep trying, keep trying. Well, I think this idea is better than this this and that, and then you know, and so we'll send in more auditions, and it helps, you know, and then we'll get hired. So it two minds is bet definitely better than one. <laughs> Well, that's that's very very. That's, I mean, that's very cool because I mean, in some circles, you know, acting can be very competitive and very, you know, people stabbing each other in the back and wishing each other the worst. But you guys wish each other the best and help each other along. And and I guess as long as one, you know, if one makes it and the other one doesn't, you know, the next time, you know, I mean, that's, that's just very cool. I mean, it, it's it's good to hear that. I'm going to ask a question that I have never asked before. This comes from the chat room. It's not my question, but it does come from from uh, um, a woman in the chat room named Robin, and and she wants to know on behalf of the ladies listening, are you both single? <laughs> uh, I'm not. This is Eddie. I'm, I'm, Eddie's not. Uh, Michael's single. Michael's not, and Michael's I'm Woman. single. <laughs> Eddie, <Eddie's laughs> Who who's so this is a little confusing. So ladies out there you'll just have to guess, I guess. Is it is it Eddie is single? Michael's not, but Eddie is? Yep. Okay. Well I like I said, I've never asked that question and um <laughs> don't, know don't know if I'll ever ask it again, but uh but uh, very cool. So um you know, what you know, you worked with Lenore on set and you, you helped coach her in the in the language and the the chemistry between between you and 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 each character is 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 very cool. What was it? And again, these are kind. Of, I I don't typically ask this kind of question, but I I will because I know that a lot of fans are interested and they want to know. Um, but they want to know, you know, like what was it like to work with Michael Bean? Michael um, is a very strong actor. You know, when he comes on set, you know he's there. You know he. Uh, is a very a strong person and and has no problem voicing you know how he feels about his character how he feels about about the way the set looks um he's um very professional you know I watched him as an actor uh grow up and you know as far as the first terminator and he's he's he actually is one of my favorite characters in one of my favorite huh? movies tombstone yeah uh, yeah okay uh Johnny Ringo. And so, you know, just being able to, to be in a film with him was, was amazing. Uh, Michael is professional on every level, and, and you know, just like every other actor, cast and crew, everybody has good days and bad days, you know, including me and, and I'm sure Michael. You know, we, we uh, haven't had any dialogue since the show ended, uh, but, uh, you know, I look forward to working with him again if it's possible. Oh, that's cool. Well, the 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 interesting thing is that the three of you become 
heroes. You know, all the, these. The, you know, the you become the male heroes in the film, and it, and it, it worked out very wonderfully. Um, do, do you have any opinions on what um, you feel the three of you brought separately to your role as heroes in this movie? And and did you did you talk about this together? I mean, did you to concur is how you're going to play together these these scenes? Um, yeah, it's a must for character development. Um, you know, we we would sit together and brainstorm and talk over different scenes. Like I said before, the script was kind of changing as we went along with the production. And so Michael had a lot of insight as far as his character is concerned and how he would relate to the native people and relate to Doxera. And uh, so, yeah, we had a lot of meetings before our scenes as to how we were going to uh, greet each other, our mannerisms, you know, how long we've known each other. So just kind of basically doing our own backstory. So we got to visit quite a bit. Um, And... As far as the other the other actors like Michael like James Russo, you know there was a posse of of of, of these other people, so maybe we'll take some, each of those actors separately and and maybe you know uh, you know how you how you intersected with them. Um, so James Russo and his character uh, Dietrich. Yeah, we had a lot of dialogue as well as far as how we were going to relate to each other in the scene because we don't have any lines directly at each other in the show. And so we kind of have to use looks and glances and gestures and things like that. And, uh, you know, he, he was real fun to work with. He really was outspoken on set and, uh, I was, I was making us laugh. And so he, you know, he would make a comment Everyone would laugh, and then we would take it in and and uh, move it on. He would All say right. things like, "I wouldn't say that," or <laughs> well, "You guys wouldn't do this." Or, you know, "Come on, we're way back in the day," and uh, you know, you guys wouldn't, uh, you know, be on Facebook or <laughs> just for an example. <laughs> and it's actually so kind of true. <laughs> yeah, Michael gave me gave me some. Uh, a little bit of guff for having so much muscles. He's like, they didn't have creatine back in the day. <laughs> I said, I beg to differ. You know, creatine forms naturally in the in the in the livers of buffalo. <laughs> I have an ample supply in my teepee. There you as well go. Well, dances with wolves on DVD. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um... Very cool. Well, what about? Let me continue because I, I do the, the question was what about uh, Clay Wilcox who played Roscoe, or uh, uh, there was Christopher Backus who played Cobb, and, and Peter Sharenko, uh, uh played Farley, and Brian Gleason played Billy Boy. These these different characters. So, any any comments or anything stand out on any or each of them for the the both of you guys? I don't even, I don't even know who you're talking about. <laughs> the other, the other man in the party, man. Brian Gleason, man. You can see, you know, he's one of the last guys to survive in the show, and does an amazing job um, in the movie. They're all great actors. Uh, Peter, you know, he also provided 
uh, a lot of the set decoration, the teepees, a lot of um, all of the guns. Um, even the cigar he's wearing in his mouth is real. <laughs> That's inseparable. He, it's it, it's it's part of him, isn't it? Yeah, it's actually an extension of his bottom lip. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> awesome. Well, that's that's These very guys cool. are all awesome characters. You know, we were always uh, practicing and doing things behind the scenes that never made it into the show. You know, Peter, he's he's an amazing guy, uh, a big heart, and he always is very very knowledgeable when it comes to period pieces and guns and clothing, horses, tack. Um, everything, you know, he was very knowledgeable as far as that stuff was concerned. Um, uh, Mr. Cobb, you know, we, we got to talk a lot just just as friends, you know. He'd come over and just hang out for a little bit, and we just, we'd just shoot the wind. You know, he was a real down-to-earth guy, able to talk about uh, personal family matters, things like that, you know. Is there ever, I mean, you know, I think a lot of people when they watch a movie, you know, they, they, they sometimes don't get it. I mean, you know, they, they understand that the actors, I mean, in other words, some of, the, some of the people who look the meanest are truly the nicest, and some of the people who look the nicest are truly the meanest, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> when, it, when it comes to acting. And sometimes, you know, the bullies, you know, are beating up the heroes in the movies are really sweet people, and the, you know, the sweet you know, person who's being beat up is really in life a bully. Now, I'm not I'm not saying this about anything, but but in this case, you've got two opposing forces. You've got the posse of of people, and they're on a particular quest, and without giving stories away or anything like that. And then you've got the Native Americans and and what they're attempting to accomplish in all of this. And you've got and the cultures do clash, and there there are odds between them, and and yet. You know what was set life like? You know how can you share some some stories? I mean, people are, are very curious about you know what it was like in the 14 days uh, when Lenore and Steve and I talked. You know, it's 120 degree heat. You're you're shooting. You know, at the same time, you know, you're not way off on location, so you can go back to homes in L.A. and and this kind of thing. So, so can you can you kind of fill us in on the uh, on on what it's like to to hang together? You know, as actors playing opposing forces and 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 be in in a situation like this out on a, um, you know, out on the ranch. Well, like you said, it was 104 on some days, mm-hmm. and some days it was overcast and real nice, um, just like with any job and your coworkers. Everyone has good days and bad days, but I think what got us through things a lot was humor. We got, you know, we were able to crack jokes and laugh at ourselves, our characters, at what we were wearing, at uh, you know, some of the aspects of of, of the show and everything. So I, I think uh, what each individual person brought to the set needed to be there. And so with our humor, with uh, all of our integrity, with what we know about ourselves and who we come from. You know, we made it through, and being as we only shot for a couple of weeks, you know, I think that was real important, the chemistry that everyone had on set and off set. So, you know, behind the scenes, once the shot was being set up, people were laughing, people were talking, people were sharing stories, people were eating together, and and uh, I, I always had a a pouch that I carried, and I always kept it full of beef jerky, 
and I would hand out beef jerky sometimes during, <laughs> during in-between shots if people were hungry. Or I was, you know, being real traditional. Oh, very cool. <laughs> sing sometimes late at night. When it was late nights, we would bust out the drum and sing traditional style and just different things to help keep it all going. Well, that's very cool. That's very cool. The, I, I think you've hit on some... Some, you know, some components of what helped make for a successful production because you know there's a, a, you know incredible attention to detail, an incredible amount of focus, and and uh, everybody's got their own you know they're all they're all cogs or parts of you know of a greater whole and and they're concentrating on everything and yet you know you talk about pulling together as a team, uh, you know about the friendships that develop, about having a sense of humor. You know, even if even if working conditions are difficult, I think having a sense of humor and being light and being positive, you know, is is you know one. It's kind of that old saying, you know, a, a rotten apple can spoil it, you know, for the whole barrel kind wow. of. So, uh, you know, having having people who understand the process, who uh, appreciate that the process could be laborious or it could be much easier. Um, but but you know you you you've hit on things that I think uh, a lot of filmmakers when it com- and actors you know could embrace when it comes to making their own projects you know like like from from your experiences different experiences on different sets you know overcoming any challenges or hardships or difficulties what what secrets would or advice would you give to first let's say filmmakers you know producers and directors who are enlisting the you know the the talent. How do they get their movies made? Because you've been on a lot of sets. You know what what ingredients do you think are are important? On a film that's already been cast and everyone's already together, yeah, I would just I mean, encourage togetherness. You know, I would encourage the, the the crew to to meet the cast, who they're working with, who they're working for, and and a common goal. Because I've been on sets where nobody talks to each other too. And uh, you know those are more more of the studio pieces, where you know everyone kind of runs and hides in their own dressing room or has their own little clique or entourage with them. Um, I just uh, as an actor would just encourage togetherness, you know, a little more uh, um, camaraderie, I guess you can say. Um, with Yellow Rock, you know, we knew we had a short time period together, so. We had to make every scene count um, with a big picture. Sometimes, you know, you get to do ten takes, and with Yellow Rock, you couldn't. We couldn't do that. We had to uh, be on point and ready to move on with what was next in the schedule. Um, like I said before, I've been on sets where nobody communicates with each other hardly, except who's in the shot at the time, and and uh, it was a little impersonal but the movie still got made and uh that's one of the things that I came away with a feeling that I could have tried a little harder to reach out and shake a few more hands or get to know a few more people um other than that it's always a joy to be on a movie set and be working do you find for, for again for both of you do you find who sets the tone of the set? Is it the producers, the director? You know, I mean, is the actors? Who do you who do you think has a, a large degree of responsibility for how the production is is going, whether smoothly or not? I mean, and and, and that's barring you know the mishaps that happen and, and things like that. 
I think it's everybody's job, you know, to kind of set the tone. The director and the producers definitely carry a lot of the load, you know, to, to make sure everybody's happy and, and things are functioning on time and you're on schedule. And it's a lot to work with, you know, but if you, you know, if you piss somebody off, they're not going to want to work for you or and it upset, you know, upsets the whole set, you know, you know, the whole day and get behind on time. And I think that's why camaraderie and, and being professional, being prepared for the day and being, what you have to do is very important, but you know. But an actor also can do that. You know what I mean? If an actor blows up on set or, or, or is rude to somebody from sound or from wardrobe, you know, it upsets the the balance on set. I, you know, I believe as an actor, it does. You, know, you can feel that energy, and you can totally. So it's kind of a that's why you all become such a huge family because you feed off each other and you're with each other every day, and you're crying and fighting and going through all these, jumping over all these obstacles together. You know, that's what I loved about Yellow Rock. You know, we came together to, you know, in a quick and a hurry, and it, and it was for the best. That's very cool. Do you, um, do you, what do you think, I mean, apart from what you've just said, what do you think, uh, or from, from your experience, uh, the major pitfalls or the mistakes that actors and or filmmakers make when they come to a set, whether it be an independent because because it does function differently, or a studio piece, or a TV show. Um, and, it, and, it, and let's say it doesn't have to be a philosophical answer. I mean, you may have seen situations arise from different things. You don't have to say who, who you know, name anyone. But but just some of the, you know, because some of the listeners out there are, are first timers. Some people are. We, I mean, we have A-list listeners to people who are, you know, are starting out. In their career, so my listeners, you know, spread spread uh, from very experienced to very inexperienced, and then they're a fan. So, um, I think each situation you have to is different. You know, you have to take it and know who you're working with. You know, I mean, you have to do your prep work. You know what I mean? You have to you have to know what you know who the the style of uh, of uh, you know of actors that you know their style, and you have to be very well prepared and some things when it comes to being on set you just some people are just assholes you can't deal with it you know there's some yeah. there's a certain way and a certain etiquette I think that's on set that has to go around but you know killing people with kindness can never go wrong with that yeah, absolutely and always, and, always, and always being prepared you know what I mean because if, if you're the one to drop the ball then it's it's on you you know so you know and to you know, encourage you know if there are new other Castmates and people on that their first show or their first thing, you know what I mean. There's, I know people are there to do their certain specific jobs, but sometimes you know the people that are there for their first time on the job need a little, little pat on the back, a little uplifting, you know. And it's never a bad thing to encourage somebody. Now you, when I, when I originally asked this question, you said you mean movies that are already cast. And so, what success tips or suggestions do you have for people who are? Actors who are going to auditions and and casting and and meeting with the casting directors and or the director producer the writer of a particular project and it and it may vary from television to you know because it does I mean the difference between mm-hmm. going on a TV audition and going on a a movie audition a studio movie versus an independent what uh, tips or suggestions or advice you know might we give uh, our listeners in that regard? Well, Eddie and I do. A lot of our auditions via the internet, and oh, you do? so we get a chance to 
look at our auditions uh, to make sure that we got the best take, things like that, because we're on location, and a lot of the times it's remote, and we don't, you know, we don't get the time to fly back to L.A. or New York or wherever the production office may be and read in front of the directors and in front of the producers and everything. So being on point and bringing your A game, I would, you know, would be my most important point to get out to all the young actors and actresses out there, you know, bring bring your A game, be prepared, know who you're talking to, know your role, know your character, and uh, give it your all, you know, because this business is full of a lot of rejection, and so, you know, you, for every part that we get, you know, we lose out on 10 others, and so you have to kind of be strong as a person before you walk in there, because there's a thousand other people that brought their A game. So you, you know you gotta you gotta bring that wow factor. That is uh, uh, very very aptly put, you know, and 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 so true for every one person who reads, you know, and loses a job, you know, there's ten or, there's a thousand people reading for it or more sometimes, and there are many other jobs. So the key really for I think an actor, if you would agree, is to to audition or try and audition as much as possible. I mean, it really does come down to being a numbers game in some way. So the more you can get yourself out there, the more chance you have of booking a job if, you, if as you say, you bring your A game to it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you kind of lucked out. I mean, you know, you started at 11 on Dances with Wolves, you know, and... and 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 then Eddie, you joined, you know, shortly thereafter, doing movies and stuff, and 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 stuff. And, and I don't mean to make that easy, but I'm saying, uh, you know, I mean, you you started as as children and teens. The uh, many of the people who are starting out today, you know, uh, apart from being a teen, you know, are young adults. They're they're moving to L.A. They're or they're moving to New York, and they're trying to, you know, to uh, to break into the business. Uh, do you have any any recommendations for them who are you know I mean what because I think what you said was very interesting you know you're you're and I talk to more and more guests and casting directors who are talking about auditions online and um, and uh, do you think people have to move to LA now uh, or they may have to move there to work but do you think they have to move there to break into the business or, or what, 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 what you know that's kind of a lower question when you when the film's being made you kind of have to work with the director's vision. And so when you have a project that you want to be a part of, you got to get to know that director a little bit, their style. But, uh, man, I could I could talk for a long time on this. But do, me, please do. We've got time. Well, the toughest part sometimes is actually being away from L.A., you know, and uh-huh. not being able to get that hands-on direction. You know, as I blast out on a few parts where, you know, I, I could have done it in the in, in the way the director had wanted it, but uh, wasn't able to be there. You know, I did my first Skype audition this year, which was very, very awkward for me. Um, I did land the role, however. It's a political thriller called The Activist. Uh-huh. With uh, Cyril Morin, he is the uh, the composer, the director, and producer. But uh, the, I did a Skype audition, and 
really didn't feel that it was my best audition at all. And and so when I left that audition, I you know I, I kind of felt conquered almost. You know, like wow, I I, I didn't do it. You know, I don't think I'm, I, I'm not sure if I got this job or not. But uh, confidence again is is a huge a huge thing in in acting. You know, being able to uh, uh, cry, being able to laugh, being able to uh, draw from all the emotions inside of you, have those all readily available to you. You know, uh, be prepared to be asked a question that you know you're not going to be prepared for. You know, my last audition, I had to. Um, uh, pull a monologue from something other than a period piece, and uh, uh, you know, and I was ready, and that was uh, a plus, you know, definitely for me as an actor. Um, like you said earlier, the Native American acting community is is fairly small, and I was kind of lucky when I when you know when I landed my role of Otter in Dances with Wolves. You know, they auditioned 537 other kids right. for that role. And um, two weeks later, you know, they they called me and said, you know, pack your stuff. We're gonna get you. You know, you're gonna have a tutor on set and get ready to make a movie. And a lot of other times, you know, us being native contributes to us getting the part just because of our look. You know, and that kind of goes back to the beginning of the question. The director already has their look in mind, already has their character in mind, what they want to see. So there are advantages and disadvantages of being out in L.A. But uh, for the most part, go for it. There's a lot of risk in this business, and you know, and if you want to truly be an actor and be there, you you're, you're going to have to to take some risks, and you're going to have to move and and do some things that uh, you're not very comfortable with doing. Um, fortunately, you know, like myself and Eddie have gotten most of our work predominantly out of the Midwest. Um, have been lucky, and uh, a lot of that I I attribute to skill as well. You know, because we we definitely put in our put in our time and paid our dues and everything. So I hope that answers some of your questions. Yeah, it does. I, and do you feel that? Um, I mean, because I've talked to casting directors and directors and producers, and so many of them say, you know what? When it really comes down to is either you look the part or you don't. And then if you exactly. look the part, can you do the part? They flip through thousands and thousands of pictures I met with a few casting directors uh, this summer, and and I asked them that very question. You know, what what do you what's your process? What do you do when you when you when you're looking for a movie? And she says, "This is it right here." I came down to the other side of the desk, and she says, "This is the part that I have. It's a military officer." She goes to her computer, calls up all of her age age groups and and, and looks that she has, and all of a sudden there's. A hundred pictures of people, and she's just page by page by page by page. Oh, there's one. Pulls one out. Page, page. page. Oh, there's another one. So um, have a strong headshot. And whatever roles you're going for, you can't just have one. You have to have a lot of looks. You know, you have to have a a, a whole portfolio, a whole repertoire, because an actor is not just one person. You know, you have to be able to to, to be that Russian scientist or to be that, you know, native on a horseback, falling off, breaking his arm. So each individual picture is worth a thousand words. So take you a know, good picture, a, get a lot of examples out there. The, the, 
That's excellent advice. When I was a young actor in Hollywood, I had a writer, a prominent writer at the time, who was a, a fan of mine as an actor, take me to a prominent director for a role in the movie that this guy had written and said, Rex can play this part. And the director was like, I know you. I, you know, We know each other, don't we? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I met with big stars and everything else. And they said, well, we're going to be filming on Friday. You know, This was like a Tuesday or something. Well, Friday came and went, and I had the part. And, you know, they went off and they went out of state and they were doing this whole big, huge production. And I felt horrible at the time. And how come I didn't get it? And why? And the difference was, I mean, one of the things was it was a military movie. Just to just and I mean, I came in with long hair and a beard and it was like 112, you know, maybe 100 pounds soaking wet and looked more like a heroin addict. (laughs) <laughs> then, then this, then the soldier, then the actor who actually got the part, who's gone on to become a, a fairly big television actor. I mean, almost every role that I'd gone up for, he'd also gone up for, and so he has my career, or I, I would fail. <laughs> but the, but the point being is, is that even in spite of the writer being, you know, a good friend of mine and pulling for me, the director just didn't see me as this soldier, and. And now that I'm an older guy, I can look back and go, yeah, I, w- I, I wouldn't have been the soldier at all. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have even fit in there. Even if they'd shaved me and cleaned me up, I wouldn't have looked right. Mm-hmm. So, I've so, had actors uh, in, in a room come in completely dressed out in the character, you know, completely dressed out as a cavalry officer or as on this last show, the activist. We had uh, one of the actors that got hired. It took him twice, uh, two auditions, you know, to for the director to to choose him and he uh came in every time dressed you know dressed his part and did his own makeup even had his own fake wow. mustache and sideburns and, <laughs> and 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 everything you know and and you know he's the epitome of 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 a hungry actor and so you know, you know yeah. i i i, I took from that all the good things you know the good things that that his advises and and things that you know he has taught me a little bit about how to Ferociously attack an audition. <laughs> well, that's that's very that's that's very cool. Um, yeah, I think I think a lot needs to be said. I I would say that you know I have a, another friend who's an actor and I see him and he'll be in a western and they'll they'll give him a huge handlebar mustache, you know, or, or some big thick mustache or a beard or something, and he's always doing these character roles and stuff. And I go, but gee, you know, how come I never? I mean, nobody ever says, well, we'll put a hat on you, you know, we'll put a beard on you, you know, we'll put mm-hmm. a hat on. You. And I think that some people just know how to work that, you know, or or he goes in, you know, a proc, you know, with that look, so that he can, you know, uh, so that they can easily conceive of it. Because most people, I mean, you know, if if they want a redhead and you're blonde, or they want a, a, a black hair and you're blonde, yes, you could dye it. But some people don't think past. Oh, they just don't have the right color hair. Exactly. You know, if you come in prepared, you know, it's all the more kudos for you. But uh, you know, be be prepared for anything and everything, as I always like to say. You know, I was asked to sing and dance in an audition before, and uh, was lucky enough to land a job in Into the West. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Well, you have done so many different things. Let me ask you about one other person, and let me and have you clarify who this person is because you mentioned him, Zahn McLaren. You you had mentioned Zahn earlier. And uh, and you worked with him, Michael, on other films, and and you mentioned working with him on Yellow Rock again. And and who what, and and who is he? So the listeners know. Zahn McLaren is a Black Sea 
native. No, I'm just kidding. We are so close. We literally talk, you know, every day, every other day. And uh, Zahn is a, a brother of mine. You know, I call him brother now. In Lakota culture, we have hunkapi ceremonies, and um, we have definitely hunkat each other and call each other brother now. Um, we have started working with each other on uh, that film called Into the West, which we played brothers, Running Fox, and uh, was Zahn's uh, character's name. My character's name was Dogstar, and uh, he played uh, my younger brother in, in the film. And uh, ever since Into the West, we have just uh, maintained very, very close relationship. Um, we do, like I said before, we do uh, some live theater out on the East Coast together, and uh, we get to uh, live live with each other for six weeks at a time, you know, three different times a year. And Zahn, he's a he's a very seasoned actor. You know, he's been acting for 20 years as well. Um, he's done things. Um, he was in uh, Crazy Horse. Uh, he's um, a recurring role on Longmire. Um, geez, he's, if you go check him out, his name, you know, you'll be able to see all his credits and everything. But he's, you know, he's a really cool guy. Um, he's a, a support for me in his in in the aspect that, you know, when you go out there and do movies, you know, it's it's not always red carpet and glamour and, and glitz and everything, you know, and there's there it, it's and sometimes it's a it's kind of a lonely business as far as coming from an acting standpoint, you know, because with cast and crew they gotta go back to their rooms and everyone, you know, they gotta concur on the day's happenings and what's gonna happen the next day as an actor. You go back to your room by yourself and work on your lines and it can be sometimes lonely out on the road and everything, you know, and with making friends with Zahn, you know, we it makes it all the makes all the difference, you know, having a having a best friend when you go somewhere and work on a project. And in Yellow Rack he played He played the third horse on the left. <laughs> the third horse, all right, very cool. <laughs> he very played cool. Farley Cigar. <laughs> there, there you are, there you are. He played. Um, he actually renamed his character um, Looks First. Looks First. Yep. And he was the now translator. Got, huh? He was. He played the role of the translator in the translator. In Rock. All right. So when people see it, they know who we're talking about. Now we've got about six minutes left on the outside, and I've got about two or three questions I do want to ask you, Michael. Yellow Rock has won eighteen awards at numerous film festivals, and you've won three Best Actor awards for your role as Broken Wing. What, what do you attribute that to? Besides your own talent, is it the role or the story, or is it both of those? And uh, you know, it's a big. It's, it's a miracle when a when a great movie comes out. You know, there's there's hundreds of movies made every year, and only a few of them make it to the screen and to the and you know. And I attribute it to the to the team. It's, 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 it was a team effort to make a movie. You know, you always you can't make a movie by yourself. So you know the. the the freedom that they gave me with my character, um, the way it was shot, the style, and uh, you know the camaraderie of the whole crew made made Yellow Rock what it is. You know, it looks like a multi-million-dollar production, and and uh, you know we both know that it isn't. And uh, I think that made the difference. Well, that's very cool, very cool. So, what was it like for both of you to work with Nick Dylan Longa, the the director? Uh, Nick's great. You know, he uh, after we get done every day, he would go and uh, have dinner and, and discuss it for the next day. And he was, you know, very open and very encouraging, and um, and had a great vision. So I always like to work with somebody who who knows what they want and has a 
That's a great idea. Well, he had the incredible. Was, I was just going to say he had yeah, he Yellow Rock was in the Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, Yellow so Rock I, was a, a definitely a, a labor of love. Um, Nick was very. Um, let me see here. You know, it, it's not hard. It's very hard to be a director and a producer in a movie in today's world because things change and things move on a movie set in ways that are have their own mystery sometimes. You know, Nick um, was a, a man who took over on 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 this movie and uh, made it what it was. Kind of, you know, we we. Uh, it was a collaborative effort between Lenore, Nick, myself, a lot of the time some of the other characters involved in the scenes. Um, it evolved as we were shooting it. Sometimes a scene didn't even have the, wasn't even in the script, and we just made it up on the spot. And a lot of that I attributed to, to Nick and, and Lenore's uh, creativity. You know, he's a, a Nick's a seasoned movie maker, and I was... Uh, proud to work with him, and we still talk, and we go to all these movie festivals together, and say, "Oh, we could have done this, and we could have done this," and you know, in the end, we, you know, we got a little western that we're all proud of, and we made some good friends, and hopefully, we all get to work together again in the future. Yeah, you did it. You guys all did a really, really nice job. I mean, it really the, the movie is impressive, and you guys are all awesome in it, and I, I've enjoyed it. You know, like I said, we're going to continue the discussion of Yellow Rock, and I'm so happy to have you both here. Um, did you have a, a favorite? You know, what, what what was your most for both of you difficult scenes to shoot, or your favorite scenes? Something that you want to talk about? I liked when um, when the tribe was getting ready to leave and stuff, and there was all the different uh, natives were on set, and people were singing and dancing, and everybody was talking about the different. Ceremonies, you know, and I like that scene. That was uh-huh. kind of a fun day on set because you know there was a lot of a lot of people on set, and there was uh, there was good humor, and people were having fun, and you know, and the singing and the dancing, and it was just a, a good feeling on set. My favorite scene is when the credits roll at the end. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite scene probably was everyone was lined up on top of the mesa. Uh-huh. Everyone was on horseback in their traditional regalia. They didn't allow anybody else up there. And so there was like a one tent for all of the people to sit under or whatever, but it was like like it was a long time ago. Untouched and there's the you know, the picture of Yellow Rock when you see in the beginning you see all the natives and it goes to like a sepia tone picture of uh right. black and white and that you know, that was was right there. I, I just drew me right in, right off the bat, and that had to be had to be my favorite scene because I love to be on horseback with my brother, and you know, uh, shows us uh, winning in a victorious moment and uh, over uh, greed and and a lot of you know a lot of things that go with that. Being Lakota and having the Black Hills taken in such a way was also another reason why I chose. Uh, Yellow Rock, and it seems to be Yellow Rock chose me. So uh, you know, there's there's a lot of stories out there. I'm glad we got to tell this one. 
Well, and people can get Yellow Rack at Walmart and uh, a variety of places. It's out, and so Walmart, Redbox, Netflix, Netflix. Mm-hmm. Well, they could just yeah, come over to the house and you know, watch it. There you go. We go to your. We go to. Well, I'll show up at your house and watch it. All right. Well, guys, this has been a fascinating time spent with both of you. I wish you both continued success. Do you have uh, anything coming up that you want to also mention? Um, uh, we got some a show called Guns, Girls, and Gambling that just uh-huh. got picked up for a theatrical release. That one's going to be coming to the theaters. Uh, we also have The Legend of Hell's Gate in Red Box right now. Um, what else do we have coming up? I have a film called Jesus in Cowboy Boots, uh-huh. which is a feature that we filmed out on the Disney Ranch with Alicia Silverstone, uh, myself, who else was in it, Billy Baker, uh, Winter in the Blood, which was a film we filmed here in Montana, starring uh, myself, Chaske Spencer, uh, Julia Jones, which is uh, another native piece to be looking for. Um, we'll be in Sundance this year with that one. And let me see what else here. That's about it so far. Well, that's very cool. All right. Well, I certainly appreciate it. Yeah, what I'm going to do is I'm going to call you back in just a couple of minutes before you start making your drums so that I can just chat with you briefly after the show. But for now, we're going to have to say goodbye. But before we do, let's give out the web addresses uh, that we have. We have yellowrockthemovie.com, obviously yellowrockthemovie.com. We've got uh, the Facebook, uh, Spears Brothers Fans. SBS.com. Did you, is it SBS.com? Is it, do, do, do you can use the acronym SBF? Yeah. Oh, okay. I yep. didn't realize that. So S, S as in Sam, B as in boy, F as in fans.com. We'll get them to the official website and or they can check Spears Brothers fans on Facebook. Correct? Wonderful. Yeah. I want to plug The Activist, which was a political thriller that I did out there in California this year as well. Um, that's going to well, be premiering think, in France, and then it'll well, get to come stateside. I would also like to have you on again sometime in the future if you're willing to do that. I know you guys are busy and you're doing a lot of traveling and stuff, but sometime in the future there's there's other questions and other things we could talk about. And um, hey. and so if you're game for that, sometime we can we can arrange for that. But I'll I'll hey, talk we're to always you. game. <laughs> That'd be great. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we're going to close the show out, and uh, and you have a great day. Thank you, Eddie. All right, thank, thank you, you Russ. All right, have a great one. Now I'll talk to you in a bit. That was Eddie and Michael Spears. They play uh, Broken Wing and Angry Wolf in uh, the movie Yellow Rock. You can catch them in so many different things. And if you've listened, you can see some of the upcoming movies. But if you get Yellow Rock, uh, be sure to check that. You know, go go get Yellow Rock and be sure to check them out and uh, the other fabulous cast as well. Uh, I want to thank you for listening. Again, a reminder: please leave comments if you're in the chat room right now. Before you go away, you're listening at the player underneath the player. There uh, is a comment window. Go ahead and leave a comment about today's show. 
And uh, we ask you to do this with each show. If you subscribe to the podcast, and we certainly hope that you do, that you'll rate and review the podcast because that extends our reach to other people. The official web address for Rex Ike's Movie Beat is rexsikes.com, and all of the interviews you can listen there live, or you can get all the archived interviews. And I suggest that you go back and listen to all of the archived interviews. There's actors, directors, writers, producers, you name it, they're there, and you're going to want to check that out. Also, Facebook, Rex Ike's Movie Beat on Facebook, the Friends page. Go check that out because that's where I talk about upcoming guests and about my shows. And um, and you can follow me on Twitter at Rex Sykes Movie BT. That's Rex Sykes Movie BT. You have been uh, great, everyone in the chat room, and all of your questions. If we weren't able to get to all of them, I apologize. But uh, I appreciate it whenever you share the show on, on your Facebook wall. When you do that, it reaches your friends. If you share it on my wall, it reaches my friends, and I've already done that. So when you share it on your wall... <laughs> other people who don't know me get to find out about the show who may be interested in my very fabulous, wonderful, talented guests. So please do that, and please do tweet about it. it. When you do that, when you spread the love around, it does come back to you, and I sure appreciate it. So I want to again thank Eddie and Michael Spears for being here today, and for you, the readers and listeners of Movie Beat. Many more exciting guests coming up in the near future. One of them is Christopher Lockhart. He is the producer, executive producer of The Collector and The Collection. Uh, so we're going to be talking with him again. He also uh, did a Most Valuable Players documentary. You can find him on, on Movie Beat and listen to some of his previous interviews with me, as well as many others. Terry Green, the director of No God, No Master, and uh, Heaven's Fall, and Almost Salinas will be joining us as well. i got to go. So uh, everybody have a fabulous day. Make your movies, complete your projects, and until we meet the next time, that's a wrap.